Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the world. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And I have a question for you. Have you ever dreamed of being a mermaid, but you gave up on that dream? Well, I'm here to tell you that you may have heard people tell you, don't quit your day job. I'm telling you that the focus of today's episode is don't quit your daydream. Now, the reason why I bring up Mermaid, I was recently interviewed on the Mark Struchesky podcast uh, over, well, anyway, I'll, I'll put a link to his podcast up over in, uh, let's see, the show notes over at mindsetanswerman.com slash 547. That'll be the fastest way to, for you to find it. It is mindsetanswerman.com slash 547. Anyway, back on May 1st, I was interviewed by Mark Struchesky for his podcast, and we got to talking about this idea of why is it that people d- stay in their careers when they are unfulfilled, they're unproductive, And knowing that if they would just go and do the work they feel most called to do, the thing that drives them, the things that they're most passionate about, they know that they would actually be 10, 20, maybe even 100 times more productive, more profitable in all their efforts, seeing a far greater return. Why is it that people are not pursuing their dream? And of course, that was the focus at the at, throughout the most of this conversation that I had in this interview with Mark. Now, I will tell you the original conversation was about an hour long, and I went in and edited out all of the beginning of my version of the recording. I asked Mark, could I share our conversation in my podcast? Uh, the first 15 minutes was full on uh, origin story. Those of you who have been subscribed to this podcast, you don't need to know that I started podcasting as a hobby in 2005, blah, 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 blah. And I left my career in insurance. And you've heard that story before. And by the way, if you're relatively new to the show, or if this is your first time, I promise you, if you have, if you don't hear it here today, you will eventually get to hear my origin story. But I've actually removed all of that and just got into the heart of this conversation. And when when Mark finally gets to the place where he asked me, why do you think people don't follow their dreams? That That's really the heart of what I wanted to share. And uh, it's, it's interesting because I bring up, and you'll hear the example of the mermaid. And I thought to myself after, you know, we had finished, it's like, okay, c- could I have picked something different, you know? But the reality is, is that if you go out to Google... And I did this just to record the intro here today for this episode of the podcast. I went to Google, and I encourage you to do this. I want you to go to Google and type in the phrase mermaid careers. Seriously, there are plenty of opportunities for mermaids to make an income. 
In fact, uh, Fortune.com has an article titled, Meet the Women Making a Living as Mermaids. And mind blown. I was, I was... I was only somewhat joking. I mean, I actually, I'm the type of person I believe that no matter what your dream is, there's got to be a way. Uh, and I was only halfway kidding. But then when I when I was doing the editing on this podcast, I listened to the entire conversation, cleaned it up for you guys, made it as clear and clean, as concise as possible. Uh, if you want to hear the full interview, I encourage you to go to mindsetanswerman.com slash 547. That will take you to the show notes, and you can listen to the full interview as it was unedited, if you'd like to do that. But anyway, as I was listening to this through the editing process, I'm thinking, okay, mermaid career? But yes, uh, there's the North Carolina Mermaid Fest, um, Mermaid Mega Fest volunteers, uh, mermaid divers. There are careers to be had for mermaids. So if it's your, if it as if you were in elementary or middle school, uh, and and for those of you who who said at your ed, your elementary school education or graduation ceremony, I want to be a mermaid when I grow up. Well, if that's your if that was your dream. And somewhere deep inside of you, there's still this little mermaid that wants to get out. <laughs> I'm telling you, don't quit your daydream. Now, chances are some of you have something different than mermaid in mind. Whatever that dream is, allow yourself to get back to the art of dreaming. Whatever you do, do not, absolutely do not quit your daydream. And with that, I think this is enough to set up the interview with Mark Struczewski. Thank you, Mark, for allowing me to use this conversation in this week's podcast episode. In order for you to be the most productive, you got to do what you love, where you love to do it. And you're doing that now. But the question I have for you, Cliff, is what do you think is keeping people from living the life that they truly want? Because when they reach that, that part of their life, they're going to be super productive and be happy. So what do you think is keeping people from making that change that you made, which was not an easy decision to make without you're talking that kind of money? I love how you phrased the question. If they could only step out and do what they are most passionate about in this world, they'd find themselves more productive. And here's the reason why they don't do it. It's because of what they believe. Mm. It is because of what they believe. It, it is the, they're, They have been lied to their entire lives. Mark, let me tell you this. Have you, have, do you have kids, by the way? Uh, they're grown, but I have two daughters. Yes. You have two daughters. All right. Check this out. So, uh, Mark, when your two daughters were in elementary school and right at, did, did, let me ask you back then, did they have grad, um, elementary school graduation ceremonies? Yes. You remember it, don't you? Yeah, I did when I went to school. I was, th- I still think it's weird they do that, but yes, they did. All right. What is, are you now in your uh, graduation ceremony when you graduate elementary school, did they actually allow students, the these elementary school kids, kids get up and say what they wanted to do with their life? Uh, be honest with you, I do not remember. It was like 15 years ago. I've, so. been, I've been to a lot of these and they ask the kids, they, they introduce the kids, the kids get up there and they say, they just ask them one question. What do you want to be when you grow up? And here, Mark, we've been taught this when we were kids. Did anybody, as, as you were a child, did anybody ask you, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? And by the way, you can be anything you want. Did you ever have anybody tell you that? 
Yep. And I, I know what the answer is. I wanted to be a fireman because my dad was a fireman. All right. Now, by the way, are you a fireman today? I was, I like for a year or two, but I had some physical disabilities. And let me tell you, when you go in a burning building with bunker gear on, it's really hot. So I just <laughs> want to point that out. <laughs> well, okay. So here's, here's the thing. We're taught as kids, we can be anything we want. And so I lo- the reason why I bring up the elementary school graduation ceremony was because every now, every single one I've been to, there's always one little girl who says, I want to be a mermaid. <laughs> I am not kidding you. There's, I don't know what it is, but every year there's one that wants to be a mermaid. And of course, some of the other ones are very creative as well. You, you know, I want to be a dancer. I want to be an astronaut. You know, they, they're dreaming big dreams, right? But mm-hmm. I, I want you to roll back the tape. When you're, I don't, Mark, do you ever listen back to your own podcast? Uh, yeah, I do occasionally. If you ever listen to this one, I want you to roll back 15 seconds and I want you to hear what happened when I told you the little girl said she wanted to be a mermaid. What did you do? <laughs> I laughed. You laughed. <laughs> what is so funny about that, Mark? Tell me. No, I just, I, I know where you're going with this. It's just, I can't admit, because you can't really be a mermaid because it's not a real thing. Who says you can't be a mermaid? Well, not the ones they teach you in Disney movies where you're, you're half a fish and half but, a human being. But is but let me ask you this: Has anybody been? Has anybody ever been in a movie and played a mermaid before? Yes. Has anybody been on Broadway and played a mermaid before? Well, I'm assuming yes. I don't do Broadway, but I'm assuming the answer is yes. I, I bet you there's lots of different opportunities for somebody who wants to grow up and be a mermaid that could grow up and be a mermaid and make a living doing it. Probably, but we laugh. Said they want, has anybody ever said they want to be a podcaster? I'd be interested in that. Well, I I'm doing it. <laughs> I well, did. I mean, I wish, I'd like to go to elementary school graduation and have someone say, "I want to have the number one podcast in the world." I don't know, so, but you you get the idea here. So the idea yes, is that, that why aren't people doing today what they love? Is because well, you, they've had that educated out of their soul. See, in, in at graduation of elementary school, it is appropriate and it's okay for you to say you want to be a mermaid. But by golly, when you graduate from high school, you better not be saying mermaid. You have to go to college. You have to spend four years, get a degree, or else you're not going to get a job. That's what we're brainwashed in high school to believe. Yeah. So what happens is a lot of people today aren't doing what they feel called to do, what they are put on this earth to do, what they love to do, what they're passionate about. The reason why is because they went to school for four years as a high school student, were convinced that the only way to do life responsibly, to, to do what is expected, was to go to school, get a degree. And by the way, when you go to school and get a degree, there is a limited number of options for you to choose as far as a career path. Yep. And people choose one, they end up going down that path, and many of those people today are doing something that they're not passionate about because there is no majoring in mermaid in college. <laughs> that's not an option. That that's So anyway, I and not to mention the fact there's so much more about beliefs. Number one, there's the belief that, well, being a mermaid is not financially rewarding. You know, if you, if you can't provide for your family if you want to be a mermaid you if you love horses in the outdoors and you want to you never want to work inside of an office building you instead want to be out in nature and spend your time around horses because of the peace that they bring into your life on a daily basis we're taught to believe that there's no 
way you can make a living from your love and passion of the outdoors and horses. However, if you go to Stacy Westfall's website, westfallhorsemanship.com, guess what? She makes a very awesome living from her love of and passion for the equine sport of, of, of having horses and shows and stuff like that. But you know what? Most people don't do what Stacy has done because they don't believe what Stacy's done is possible. Hmm. That, that's so powerful because, you know, I'm 52 years young right now and I have two parents that are in their 70s. And when I was fired by corporate America back in July of 2005, you know, I tried, you know, photography and stuff like that. Eventually got into podcasting and speaking. My parents this day don't understand why I don't have a real job. They go, because the, to them, you go to work eight to five, get two weeks vacation, retire and die. That's not the plan I wanted to do. I love, like you do, I love what I do. I love helping people. It's not just a podcast. When I go out and speak to groups, I love helping people become more productive versions of themselves. And I tell people, you will never be the most productive you you can be until you're doing what you love to do, where you love to do it. Don't quit your job today, but do an old exercise. Grab a notebook, grab a piece of paper, go someplace quiet. Maybe you come home from work, go on your porch, something like that, and start writing down all the things you are uber passionate about. And then once you get that list, pick something and then start figuring out what's the first step you need to do. Maybe it's research. Maybe it's, I don't know what it is, but I think you need to give yourself permission to like, hey, you don't have to do what you're doing right now for the rest of your life. That's exactly it. You, you allow yourself to dream. Matter of fact, I encourage you to start with this. What would life be like if, and then fill out the rest of that statement. Mm. What would life be like if, and what is it? What is your dream? And you know that statement, they, they, I'm sure everybody has heard, you know, don't quit your day job. Yeah. I want to encourage every single one of you from this day forward, don't quit your daydream. I agree with that. Because when people say to me, oh man, I wish I could have a podcast. I'm like, but what's stopping you? You're stopping you. There's no reason why you can't have a podcast or create a YouTube channel or create a blog. There's nothing stopping you. And, but people have got to take that step. They got to realize that I, you, we've all heard the saying, the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. Well, that's because it's fertilized and cut and cared for. Um, you have to do the same for your life. Your life is not your job. You got to be passionate. I know Tony Robbins says live with passion all the time. You used the word passion several times during our conversation today. Everybody is passionate about at least one thing, probably multiple things. Go find out how you can make money and serve other people by doing what you're passionate about. Absolutely. Hands down. And I love that question. What would life be like if I encourage people don't just passively listen to our words today. Make time tonight, this weekend, whenever, get a piece of paper, write down at the top, what would life be like if, and then start writing. Just let your subconscious mind just spill all these thoughts that have been probably buried in your subconscious mind for years, depending on how old you are, and just start writing them down. And you may, you're probably going to get very excited because I know when I do a drill, an exercise like this, I get really excited. And my listeners, if they do the exercise, they're going to go, wow. I'm really good at accounting, but I hate accounting. I don't want to ever do accounting again, kind of like you talking about podcasting. I believe that someone does this exercise, they are going to get so fired up that it could change the trajectory of their life. I absolutely agree. And then think about how productive you will be 
if you're doing what you are really, really called to do. Because I believe in my heart of hearts that we are all called to do something. And it took me till like age 51 to realize what I want to do the rest of my life. So if you're only 25, 35, and you don't know what you want to do, it's okay. Don't force it. You'll know when you're doing what you're called to do. You agree? I Absolutely. And it doesn't matter how old you are. Matter of fact, I've actually helped people who uh, launched a podcast because they had discovered what their dream is and they wanted to build a brand around that. Uh, my friend Kay Culpet was 75 years old when she launched her podcast. So wow. you're never, and I've had multiple students that I've helped over the years who are in their 60s and 70s. So you're, it's never too late. Yeah, I've had, I've, I, I talked to my cousin. He lives up in Rochester, New York, and we have these conversations every Tuesday night. And he doesn't really like, I mean, he likes what he does, but he really doesn't like what he does, if that makes sense. And I'm like, well, what do you really want to do? And he shared with me what he wanted to do. And I'm like, well, what's stopping you? Well, I don't know, because he likes going into the cubicle and, and doing the same thing every day. It's kind of safe. But I said, if you look at the most successful people, you think Elon Musk took risks? You think Tony Robbins and Oprah Winfrey took risk? You think Cliff took risk and I took risk? I mean, if you really want to experience life to its fullest, you got to step out of your comfort zone. And that may be creating plans that you leave your current job. I mean, that it's okay to do that. And I think people really need to realize that you're not in a, um, well, I don't want to say that because it may offend people. You're not in jail. So you have freedom and you're not, you don't have a gun to your head. So live the life you want to live. Begin today as you're hearing these words to start figuring out what that next step is, which is probably figuring out what your dream is. That's for many people. It is. It's discovering what their dream is. I want to say something real quickly here. You, you, and you alluded to it, just touched on it briefly. It's like, listen, it's not like you're going to go quit your job tomorrow. And I don't, I don't encourage that for anybody who doesn't have a solid business plan that has been validated where you have some level of certainty that you're going to receive some income for what it is that you want to do. Um, I, I definitely recommend people have a transition plan in place. But here's what I want to encourage you not to do. And this is something, gosh, I can't, I was guilty of this so many different times. When I discovered what a, what dream was inside of me, this next uh, season of my life, what I most wanted to do, what I felt most called to do, I would always attach to what would, I, I would always have an answer for the question, man, what would life be like if I did this instead? And I'm like, okay, I, and I'm the type of person I've been conditioned as a result of experiencing some transitions in my life. I now know that pretty much anything that I feel called to do, I know I'm going to be able to do because there's, I could probably already find an example for practically anything I want to do somebody else who's already successfully doing it. So I know it can be done. And if it can happen for them, why not me? And so I've radically changed my beliefs about who I am and what I'm able to achieve. However, here's the danger. For me, every time in the past, I would always associate a time frame of five to 10 or 10 to 20 years. I don't know if you've ever done this, Mark, but man, it's like, okay, I know what I want. And this is my goal within the next 10 to 20 years. This is where I will be. And I had a very dear friend of mine. His name's Ray Edwards. He always, he always confronted me. He's like, Cliff, do you realize that you started talking about this three years ago? And when you started talking about this vision of your future, it's, it was 10 to 20 years down the road. We're now three years later, and you're still saying 10 to 20. Shouldn't it now be 7 to 13 years down the road? Or I'm sorry, 7 to 17 years down the road? And I'm like, huh. There's something to be said for that. And and I, I love this next. He goes, why not next year? And wow. that one cut me to the core. It was a result of that 
question, plus a couple other things that happened right at the right spot at the right time in my life, it was that question that got me to instantly make a decision in September of last year, September of 2017, to immediately stop podcasting A to Z and say, okay, it's done. Now, how do I replace an average of $20,000 a month of income? And as soon as I made the decision, three different options came up in my mind, all three of which alone would replace the income in a fraction of the time. I'm actually currently pursuing all three of them. I've actually, since September of last year, I've not made a penny. I've removed, you can't, you can't pay me for anything related to teaching you how to podcast today. <laughs> not a penny. But I can tell you right now, my income has more than doubled since then as a result of actually saying, why not next year? Have you ever heard the name Grant Cardone? I have not. Okay. He's a really big, he's like the world leader when it comes to sales and all the stars. He's on the Forbes named him one of the top uh, social media influencers. He's got a book called the 10 X rule. The whole premise of the book listener, if you're not familiar with the book is dream really, really, really big. And people are dreaming small. One of my goals is to own a private plane. And when I tell people that they're like, why do you want to own a private plane? I'm like, because Jim Collins and Built the Last talked about having big, hairy, audacious goals. These goals have to be so big and so audacious, so far out there, but they're, uh, they're goals that can be eventually attainable, but they're going to take a lot of work. And what Grant says in, in his book, The 10X Rule, is you got to keep dreaming big. So if you say, well, I made $200,000 this year, next year, $300,000, why not make it a million? Yep. I mean, would you rather fall short on a million dollar goal or a $200,000 goal? And so the whole premise is to dream big. And I, and the people I talk to networking events and, and audiences or whatever is people are, if they dream at all, let's, let's put that out there. If they dream at all, they're dreaming way too small. And we are underestimating how much we can actually accomplish in our lives. And I'm encourage people to whatever your goals are, 10x them, make them really big because it's better to fall short of a big goal than a small goal. And Mark, I got to ask you a question. Yes. How long is it going to take you to own that plane? You know, I just put that on my goals. I have two sets of goals. I have goals with deadlines, you know, by September 1st or whatever. And then I got these goals. I haven't really figured out where they fit yet. So obviously, um, I've got to come up with money. I mean, that's, that's a no brainer. But what I'm going to do is like, I got a goal to become a millionaire. That's not enough to buy a plane yet. And then a goal to become a hectomillionaire, which is a hundred millionaire. Then at point point, I can buy a plane and I eventually want to become a billionaire. And here's the thing. When I tell people I want to become a billionaire club, they go, you're very selfish, but you're a big Dave Ramsey fan. And when we had Hurricane Harvey hit in August of 2017, it devastated the Houston area. My wife and I could not help our neighbors. We couldn't put people up hotels. We couldn't buy people cars or anything. My drive to become a billionaire is so I can help my fellow man. That's my drive. Not to get private islands and, and gold watches and Lamborghinis, but to help people. And that's my why to become a billionaire. Now, why have I ever achieved it? I have no idea. But it is a goal. I don't have a timeline yet because that these it, are goals I just with put a, on. Like, Mark, without, without a timeline... I can tell you it'll always be 10 to 20 years down the road. 
<laughs> okay. So when you're 70, you'll still be talking about that plane 10 in 10 to 20, to 20 years. <laughs> yeah. So yes. let me ask you this. If, if, if Hurricane Harvey came around and you had the financial means to actually buy that plane, that means you actually have, you have plenty for all those other things that you were thinking of. But how, how, could your, how could your private plane have been used to help people as well? Oh, I could have flown in supplies some on you know other areas of this country that didn't weren't devastated. I could have flown like people who lost their homes. I could have flown them to other parts of the country where they have family that they could stay at. Absolutely, dude. And that's that's exactly what you need to be thinking about. And the question is, is when's the next hurricane coming? We don't know, but chances are it's gonna be within the next ten to twenty years. Yes. All right. So if you had a private plane in five years from now, would you or would you not be able to help those people in the way that you just said? Oh, absolutely. So if you don't set it within the next five years that you have that plane, guess what? You won't be able to help those people. Very true. I'm not suggesting when you set the date, but I would suggest that you set the date. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's been I write Grant Cardone. What he admits, what he tells you to do is write your goals out in a notebook Every day when you first wake up before you go to bed at night, a lot of people, they create their resolutions once a year and they never think about their goals. So I purposely write my goals out twice a day. And as I'm writing my goals for this year that are very solid with deadlines, I go, huh, it'd be nice if I did this. It'd be nice if I did this. But I need to go through and put timelines on those, at least some kind of time frame within five years, within three years, whatever, because you're exactly right. If you don't have a timeline, it's just going to be a sentence on a page. Mark, let me tell you, I, I'm and and I'm glad that you're open to that. And and here's what I want to say to people: I, I'm not perfect at this myself. I still, you know, struggle with that ten to twenty year mindset because that, that that's for me. That's what it always is. I'll tell you my dream. My dream is to actually be at the level of public speaking and having powerful influence and impact in people's lives at the level of, at which Tony Robbins does it today. So I'm talking about the fact that my dream, my vision is that I actually uh, reserve stadiums such as like arenas and, and, and I have about 20, 30, 40,000, maybe even 50,000 people who have paid to come to an event that I'm hosting that's going to radically transform their lives, that's going to change their beliefs about who they are and what they're able to uh, achieve, help them to rediscover their ability to dream of being a mermaid again, uh, to discover the limiting beliefs that are holding them back from the person that they were created to be, to discover how to set and achieve any goals, you know, these kind of things that my dream has always been, I want to do stadium events. That's that's who I am. That's what I'm created to be. And so that was that thing that I was telling you about. That's the thing that was always 10 to 20 years down the road. And when Ray asked me, Cliff, why not next year? I was like, well, okay, next year is a little bit stretch for me, but here's what I'll do. Next year, I'll actually host a 300-person event. And that's coming up in September, by the way, called Free the Dream. And I'm actually already, I've already started selling tickets for Free the Dream. Uh, it's going extremely well. And I already have booked the venue for 2019. And my intention is that will be anywhere between a 700 to 1,000 person event. And get this, I've already got my event planners for 2020 actually looking into the details of reserving the Bridgestone Arena in Nashville, Tennessee. It's $100,000 a day. Wow. And I'm like, that's totally doable. That, you know, my you, friend, is exactly what I'm talking about. Set the date. You know, you got me real excited here because I have always wanted to be a Tony Robbins speaker. 
And it's always been in my mind, but I haven't written it down. And when you said it, immediately the hairs in the back of my neck, I would say my head, but I'm bald. And the back of my neck stood up like, you know what? You know, you've always wanted to do that. Why did you have to wait to hear Cliff Ravenscraft say it on your podcast? And so I need to put that on my goal today because I love his energy. Um, I don't like his colorful language. I would never do that from the stage or ever. Um, but I do like the fact that like you do having a dream of helping people. I mean, I love helping people and Shame on me for not having that as my goal, just having it in my head because I tell people get on paper, but I wasn't putting on a piece of paper. So thank you for rekindling that idea for me. That's exactly what I do, my friend. I help people rediscover their ability to dream big dreams. And so I'm, I'm, if for, if for no other reason other than the fact that that was kindled inside of you, this was worth all of my time. Well, excellent. Well, as we come to the end of this awesome podcast interview, Cliff, I really appreciate your time. But based on all the things you told us, is there any parting advice? If no one got anything, uh, I don't know how they could, but if they didn't hear anything you said the previous 50 minutes or so, what is the one takeaway you would like them to leave this interview with? You're not guaranteed to be alive in 10 to 20 years from now. So why not live the life for which you are called today so that when you are on your deathbed, you will say, yes, I did what was most important in life. Wow. That is so powerful. Don't live 10 to 20 years. Live today. Uh, Cliff, this this has been an incredible uh, time with you. I thank you for your time. I thank you for your wisdom. Where can we find you online? I would encourage everybody who's hearing my voice to find me online at freethedream.live, not freethedream.com, freethedream.live. Come to Franklin, Tennessee, September 7th, 8th, and 9th, and see my first large group conference called Free the Dream. It's it, Go check out the sales page. It is exactly where I'm going in life. I invite you to come and change your life in an instant. Wow. And if other people listening to our words today, Cliff, have the dream of being a Tony Robbins stadium speaker, well, what's your excuse now? Cliff is living it. I'm going to start living it. So what's your excuse? What do you need to do next not 20 steps down the line. What's the next step you need to do in order to start living the dream you want? So, And even a better question real quick, Mark, is this. What is one or two things you can do today before your head hits the pillow? What are one or two actions? I don't care how small they are, but one or two actions you can take today to get you closer to that outcome. And, and I don't care what it is, whatever it is your goal is, it's, it, there's one thing you can do to start the momentum. One action or two actions that you can do before your head hits the pillow. And by the way, it, it, just to give you a little idea, if you're stuck, whatever that dream is, you know, what would life be like if, when you discover that, as soon as you discover it, what is one action you could take? It might actually simply be open up an email compose window send an email to a friend of yours that you trust and say, this is my desired outcome. 
And if you want to use social media to hold accountable, go to a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live or create a video and saying, hey, in X amount of years or by this date, I'm going to be doing X. There's something about putting it out there that'll really put the fire under your britches and get you moving. So I agree with that. Do something today, Cliff. I love it. Mark, thank, thank you, you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure. It's honors all mine. And I hope you have an awesome rest of your day, sir. Well, there you go, my friends. That's my interview with Mark Struczewski. I hope that you found some value here, that it's inspired some of you to dream even bigger dreams. And for some of you, it may be leaving the day job, eventually putting a plan in place. Some of you may have been called to be an employee and you're working for a company that you absolutely love. No matter what your situation is, I know there's still more dreams to be had. No matter how big of a dream of dreams you've already dreamed in the past, and if you feel like I'm already living my dream and, and I've pretty much achieved everything that I think I'm supposed to be on this earth, I can promise you that if you woke up this morning, there's still more to be done. There's still more to be had in life. There's still more impact and influence for you to achieve. I believe there are more dreams inside of you, things to light you up, things to draw you forward, things to help pull you towards becoming even more of who you were created to be. And if that resonates with you, then I encourage you, please head over to freethedream.live, freethedream.live, and click the register button and make your plans to join us in Franklin, Tennessee for the Free the Dream Conference on September 7th, 8th, and 9th, 2018. I would love to see you there, to meet you personally, face-to-face. I can't wait. I encourage you today to take every area of your life to the next level and never quit your daydream.